really just trying to find, again, that low-hanging fruit, the placements, the impressions that we can obtain, and then receive those clicks at a very, very low CPC, which, you know, again, it's not going to be a primary volume driver, but the sales that you do receive from that should come at a pretty healthy ACOS. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Ad Project Podcast. As always, I'm Joe with Ad Advance, and again today, I'm joined by Tony Miller from our team. Tony, how are you doing today? Pretty good. Thanks again for having me. Great to be back, everybody. Yeah. So in the, the last couple episodes that Tony and I have done, we've walked through all of our key strategies that we implement with our sponsored ads campaigns. And really what we're trying to do is give more of the specifics and the actionable items on how we implement these different changes. So if you haven't listened to the last couple episodes, I would probably go back to those that Tony and I have done. In there, we focused on our primary campaign strategy. So really focusing on that like core campaign funnel structure that we want to have set up for all of our products. And then we got into attribute specific campaigns. So for those variations that have different colors or different sizes or pieces like that, how do we make sure that we're also targeting those specifics and show them the right ad for it? And then after that, we got into brand and ASIN defense where we're protecting our brand and we're protecting our ASINs or our specific products on the product detail page with advertising. So those are all the key strategies that we got into. Today, what we're really gonna be covering is a bunch of other ones that are gonna be pretty fun. So launch campaigns, ranking campaigns, conquesting or the more offensive strategies to grow market share, some niche strategies that are catch-all and seeding. So we've got a lot to go through. And for those who haven't caught the last couple of episodes, we are focused on this example company so we can get even more specific. So Tony, kind of walk us through the company again real quick. Yeah, definitely. So we are working with this imaginary company called Tony Co. Very, very unique name. Yep. Took a lot of thought <laughs> went behind that to, uh, to come up with that one. This is a company that specializes in gaming gaming accessories, gaming controllers. You know, you think the various console, their controllers, Xbox, PlayStation, you name it. But then on the PC side, getting into some of the accessories, mice, keyboards, headphones. Um, yeah, all things gaming. Yeah, yeah. So in the, the last couple episodes, we were talking through, okay, how do we structure these primary campaigns for our controllers? How do we separate it out? Because we've got different color controllers. Um, and then really, how do we defend our brand, Tony Co? And then if they're on specific ASIN, say like our, our PC controller, but we have other PC accessories, like how do we also advertise those while protecting our ASIN from other competitors that are trying to put ads on our product detail page? So... All right, let's go through this example. So Tony Co is just launching a new controller for a new game console that's Ooh. coming out. So for this one, we need to launch this product. So kind of walk us through uh, your strategy on how to launch this product. And when we're talking about launching, we'll really focus on the advertising side of it and get into the specifics on that. If you want to get more detail on or context on launching, Matt and I have done a great episode on that and ranking and everything too. So feel free to check back in the episodes. Today, we'll focus more on the execution. So Tony, we want to launch this product. We know we've already got the product detail page set up. That's in good standing. We've got some initial reviews. So now kind of walk us through the advertising strategy that you would put into place. Definitely. So for our new product, uh, it sounded like a new controllers coming out here, probably a brand new console launch seems to be happening every other year. Or so, um, you know, we, we really want to take this brand new product and 
try to grow it, make it a little bit more mature, more competitive within the space, basically. So really what we want to do is, is take an aggressive yet targeted approach. You know, you want to be smart about what you're going after here. You don't want to just kind of blow the doors open and just say, Hey, I'm going all in with this thing. You know, you, you, you want to have, um, you know, an intelligent approach to this. So normally what I would look to do when we're, we're working with a brand new product launch is really focus on some of those main core keywords that, you know, we, we know we should rank well for, we know that this is how shoppers are going to find our product. It's going to be very relevant to our product, to our detail page, specifically the title is where I like to pull a lot of those initial keywords from. Um, and, and maybe even making them a little bit more longer tailed, you know, again, tailoring them to what your title looks like, looking mainly at exact and phrase match here. I would say, you know, you don't want to cast too wide of a net where, you know, you set maybe broad match or phrase match and some very, I don't want to say generic keywords, but you know, you're going to cast a wide net. So if you just say like an Xbox controller and you're targeting that, you know, you could wake up the next day and say, holy smokes, I just spent a ton of money and I've got very little to show for it. So, you know, being targeted uh, with this approach is, is going to be the main thing, you know, not a, a, a lot of keywords, I would say, you know, maybe 10 to 15 at most, again, just based off of your product detail page, things that you know, you should rank well for really the idea here is, you know, let's be aggressive with these. Let's get these, you know, top of search placements for these, just really trying to build that uh, initial velocity, that sales momentum showing, Hey, I can, I can do well with this product, with these keywords. The, the ideal goal here is, is helping to improve rank, getting those initial reviews coming in to basically get yourself to a point where then you can, you know, kind of move away from the launch phase and, you know, maybe start targeting a little bit less longer tailed keywords, shorter tail keywords, casting a little bit of a wider net there. But, you know, you don't want to do that too soon. You want to make sure that you've, you've got that initial momentum built. Those reviews are looking solid as well. Yeah. Um, so really it's like an evolution of the launch too. Exactly. So we're in the initial launch phase we're really focusing the majority of our spend on that product on our highly targeted relevant keywords. And so we're doing that to drive sales velocity. We're doing that to give Amazon the right flags that says that, okay, this controller is really relevant for this new Xbox console game controller, whatever that new console is. And so what we want to do is be very targeted on that. So in terms of like bidding or placement adjustments, how are you typically setting these up for launch campaigns? Yeah, you want to you know, be aggressive, as I said. So initially here, I guess with our primary campaigns, normally we're going to start around the 60% mark or so, and then, you know, adjust based on what the data is telling us. And with these launch campaigns, you might want to get a, even a little bit more aggressive, you know, 90, 100%, um, you know, really owning those top of place placements, top of search placements, sorry, bids as well. You know, you want to be a bit more aggressive upfront with those bids. You know, ACOS isn't really going to be your primary focus here. That's, I'm not going to say is completely out the window. You know, obviously you don't want it to go flying off the rails here, but you still want to be more focused on, on getting that initial velocity, moving those units, getting those initial reviews. So higher top of search placement settings than normal, maybe a little bit more aggressive bids as well. Just really, you know, for those keywords that you're going to be initially targeting, owning those top of search placements, getting your product in front of shoppers. Yep. Yep. And so, and for match type, this can be a great spot for fixed bids versus dynamic down. The key reason for it is that 
when you initially launch a, a new product, it may not convert as well as you'd like for those top top keywords that you want to target from the start because you may not have that social proof, meaning you don't have as many reviews as some of your competitors. We don't want Amazon to be able to decrease the bids for it because we want to own those spots. As we've said many times, top of search tends to convert at twice the rate of product page or rest of search placements. And so items like that are really critical to establishing that initial launch and that ranking. And like Tony said, the key KPIs for our launch campaigns are going to be more sales driven. We're trying to drive sales. We're trying to get that sales velocity. We're trying to get those reviews, which helps our social proof, which helps our conversion rate, which helps our organic rank and everything just feeds back into itself. One other note is when we're launching a new product, while we have our launch campaign, we also set up the general funnel structure in the background. Um, so that the key thing we're trying to do there is discover other longer tail keywords, but from the start, we're going to focus the majority of the spend on our launch campaigns versus the discovery campaigns. And then over time, we're going to start shifting that budget from the launch, the really aggressive tactics that we use in the launch campaign more to the general structure as that product gets established overall. So Let's say we've got a one of our controllers. So it's for a little bit older gaming console, another Xbox controller that we have. And we want to make sure that one, we're protecting our ranking. We're getting a pretty good rank on one major keyword that we're targeting. And then for another one, we're not ranked as high as we know we should be. And so we want to establish more of a ranking for it. We've already got a lot of reviews for this product, but just feel like it's kind of lost a little bit of momentum. So how can we use Amazon advertising to really help our ranking overall? Yeah, with that, definitely a situation that occurs quite often, especially in today's competitive marketplace. You know, I'd say the first thing you want to do is identify what do you want to rank for? Picking out, you know, just a handful of keywords, maybe five to 10 at most, um, and, and just really saying, hey, these are those solid keywords that I know I should be ranking better for. Um, you know, having a good conversation and making sure that you've got those keywords selected first, I would say is going to be the most important thing. And just really keeping focus on those keywords. So, I mean, as far as like match type, you know, we're really focused on exact match here. You can, you know, dabble with some phrase match as well. But really, you know, these are the, the keywords that I want to rank well for. We're going to target exactly that. As far as a bidding strategy goes for our ranking campaigns, kind of similar to the launch phase where, you know, we, we want to use fixed bids. For example, if we're bidding a dollar, we don't want to run the risk of Amazon, you know, decreasing our bid with dynamic down if it doesn't think we're going to convert as well, you know, our, our goal is, is really kind of similar to that launch phase and in, in saying, you know, I want to show my ads. I want to, you know, make sure that I'm being aggressive here and really trying to get that velocity and sales momentum going again for these particular keywords, you know, placement settings again, you know, we're, we're looking probably a hundred percent plus even just really trying to focus on, owning those top of search placements for those particular keywords. And again, really not looking at, a at ACOS, you know, of course, to an extent as our key metric that we're focusing on, you know, looking more at the sales metrics, ACOS is, is really expected to be high. And so that's always something you, you know, want to make sure is, is known up front as well. Yep. So if you look at between the two strategies, between ranking and launch, 
they're going to look very similar overall. Definitely. And so key things are it's really trying to drive sales and owning the top spots for these highly targeted keywords that you really want to rank for. And then using more aggressive placement adjustments to get those top spots, usually using fixed bids to make sure that we have more control on our bidding. And then your your key KPIs or your, your key indicators that you're really looking at is going to be the sales velocity that you're driving. And then in terms of like ranking and even launch, like where are you falling in the organic rankings? And over time, is this working? I remember that organic ranking is not an overnight thing. It's a marathon, not a sprint. So if you want more detail on these strategies, feel free to go back and listen to the episode where Matt and I talk about both ranking and launch. We go into this in much more detail. So, uh, Tony, we've now established we've got our primary campaigns. We've got our attribute-specific campaigns. We're defending Tony Co's brand. We're Bet. defending our different products. We're launching a couple new products, and we've also got our primary campaign set up for those. We've got a couple of controllers that we're really trying to establish ranking for, so we've got our ranking campaign set up for those specific products. And now we're sitting pretty good. But we want to increase our market share. We want to increase our overall sales. And so we see some competitors who have products, and we know ours is better. We're priced better. We have better reviews. We have better quality. Everything is better about our products. But our competitors are still getting sales. And so we want to draw them over to us. Walk me through some strategies or how you would implement that. Definitely. Talking about conquesting here. So, you know, really the idea is, is going on the offense here. You know, in, in last episode, we more so focused on defense, protecting our brand, protecting our, our detail pages. You know, like you said, the competition's heating up there. They're doing well. We want to attack. We want to be aggressive, go on the offense for those guys. So, you know, a couple different ways that you can do that. First is going to be focusing on keywords, potentially some of their branded keywords. You know, a lot of those other products, those competitors are going to have, you know, similar strategies to us going on as well. You know, that's, uh, I wouldn't say brand defense is a well, well-kept secret that uh, only a few people are doing here. So, you know, going after their, their branded keywords is definitely an option you can do. Yeah. Um, and it's awesome too, if you find competitors who are not using a brand defense strategy, because then it's really easy to gain market share there. Again, another reason why you should protect your brand. <laughs> so then <laughs> other people can't use conquesting strategies against you. Yep, definitely. So yeah, you know, just potentially going after those those branded keywords, seeing if, you know, people are, are familiar or loyal to that brand, if you can't get them over to, to your side, into your product mix there. The other thing that we can look to do is go after those product targets, you know, and this is going to be more so on the sponsored sponsored products and sponsored display side. You know, we can get into the sponsored brand side as well. Like, like we discussed last episode, you know, there are those sponsored brand placements on detail pages the as you get related more... to this product. Yep. Yep, Typically yep, it doesn't definitely. get much volume, but you can definitely throw that in there. Yeah, exactly. And even with the, the new video capabilities as well. But yeah, more so focused on the sponsored products, sponsored display side here where, you know, we're we're compiling a list of the competitors' ASINs and we are making sure to target those and try to show up on their detail pages. You know, maybe somebody's not 100% sold on the product that they're looking at. As they're scrolling down, they see right below the buy box or the bullet points, hey, here's a competitor. You know, we they, they look to have a, you know, competitive price. The reviews are in the same ballpark or even potentially higher. And then as, as you continue to scroll further down, the products related to or similar to, you know, those sponsored product carousels as well, we want to try to grab those as well. You know, really try to, try to go all in and... and attack this other brand, this competitor. Sure. 
Yep. So overall, what we're doing is we're finding branded search in the keyword side, and we're trying to drive them over to our products. And then we're also targeting specific product targets for our competitors' products, and again, trying to drive them over to our products. So this typically works well when you truly have an advantage against your competition. And if you do, this is great, because now you're driving potential customers over to a better product. And so some things to know for these strategies is in terms of conversion rate, they tend to be a little bit lower than the more general keyword targeting. And the reason is that, you know, they may be searching for a specific brand and you're trying to change their mind to come to your brand. But at the same time, this is a great sales expansion expansion strategy where they may not have gone with your brand at all before. Um, so this is a great one to, to definitely implement. We implement it for quite a few of our clients. Many of our clients have such awesome products too, that these perform really, really well. So very fun one. And you know, Tony, as we've been going through the list too, I realized that we have left out sponsor brand video. Like we haven't even hit that in sponsor brand video. This can really be incorporated into your primary campaign funnel structure. It can be definitely huge in your launch campaigns and your ranking campaigns too. So just a quick overview on sponsor brand video converts really well. It receives a huge amount of real estate and then People, what's beautiful about it is people can see the specifics on your product before they click and it's a pay-per-click model. So many people can actually view your video and if they don't click it, you don't actually have to pay for it. And so as we're looking at setting up our primary campaign funnel structure, sponsor brand video is one that we typically include with the primary campaign funnel structure if they've got those video assets in place. And then in terms of like launch and ranking, these are great ads to run too, just because they have such a high conversion rate. Sponsor brand video combined with sponsor product top of search is a great way to go. So it just came to my mind that we left that one out, but incorporate sponsor brand video into both your primary campaign funnel structure and also launch and ranking campaigns. All right, Tony, we have put in place brand defense, ASIN defense, launch campaigns, ranking campaigns, conquesting. We've got a couple other niche ones like catch all and seeding that are fun, but don't necessarily fit into any of these other structures. So this kind of is going to fill out all of our different strategies that we implement. So maybe walk us through catch all and then seeding and how you set these up, kind of what they do. Yeah, definitely a a nice little couple tools that we can add to the tool belt here. Um, the main thing that I want to stress up front is these are not going to be primary volume drivers by any means. Very niche strategies, like Joe was saying here, really focused on grabbing all that low hanging fruit, kind of the bottom of the barrel stuff, you know, the, 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 the easy wins we'll say at a, at a very low cost. So catch all in seeding, kind of like the launch and ranking, how those are very similar to one another catch all in seeding campaigns that we implement are you know, they're closely related as well. Catch-all is, is really going to be focused on the auto side, you know, and, and traditionally what we do is just say, hey, we're going to toss all the products in here. So for Tony Co., we're tossing in controllers, keyboards, mice, you know, you name it. We're putting it all into one ad group here and just saying, okay, we're putting it all in there. We are going to set our bids super conservative here, you know, maybe 12, 15 cents, something like that. You know, bidding strategy, traditionally we're going with up and down here. Um, you know, up and down can be scary in some of the other campaign types because, you know, if you're bidding a dollar, that can go up to $2. And then you've got top of search placement adjustments on top of that, that can further escalate those bids. So, I mean, you know, in in primary campaigns, it can get out of hand pretty quickly, but on the catch-all and seeding side, you know, we're bidding so conservatively here that 
even if we do uh, go to an up and down strategy, it's not going to spend a whole heck of a lot still. You know, a 15 cent becomes 30 cents. Yep. Um, so for those who have asked when we actually use up and down, this is one of those niche cases and we use it with very low bids. Yeah, we usually will never use up and down with higher bids just due to the cases like Tony was talking about. Definitely. And then on top of that, you know, any kind of placement adjustments here, kind of similar to like the ranking campaigns, we're going to be looking, you know, 90, 100, maybe sometimes up to like 120%. Again, this is not going to escalate your bids too terribly much. You know, going back to that 15 cent bid, if we've got up and down, now it's up to 30 cents. And then if we've got 100% top of search placement, now we've got up to a 60, uh, 60 cent bid, which, you know, in the grand scheme of things is still not too terribly much at this point. Um, really just trying to find, again, that low-hanging fruit, you know, the, the placements, the impressions that we can obtain, and then receive those clicks at a very, very low CPC, which, you know, again, it's not going to be a primary volume driver, but the sales that you do receive from that should come at a pretty healthy ACOS. You know, that's going to be one of the key benefits here and, and really just kind of a supplemental campaign to add to the mix. Yeah. You're going to see maybe a little bit more volume, but it's not going to cost you a whole heck of a lot traditionally. Yeah, this is really just like a cleanup campaign. It's really easy to set up. And when you're using these really low bids, while we can go broader for the keywords that we're targeting, um, overall, we see great ACOS for these just because we're getting the clicks at such a low cost. And it, for some, whatever reason, it's kind of a quirk within Amazon's algorithms where if you put a lot of products in place, you tend to get impressions for a lot of these keywords. Even if you are bidding for these keywords in other campaigns, for whatever reason, you can get these bids at a very low cost. And then when they convert, it's great because you get a really solid ACOS. So these are always fun ones to implement, really quick to set up. And we, you know, while we don't get too much volume for them, the volume that we do get tends to be great for a return standpoint. And then we can also look Look at some of these long tail keywords that are generated to see if we want to move them into our primary campaign funnel structure. Yeah, definitely. And then I guess then hopping over to the seeding side, I guess in my mind, I like to think of this as a catch all for manual campaigns. So catch all is focused on a, on an auto campaign setup. The seeding side is going to be a manual campaign. So again, same kind of an idea here, super low bids. Um, you know, kind of tossing all of our products in there. But what we're going to do here is really just review our search term history, you know, as much as we can going back, you know, as far as we can, whether that's in the, in the primary campaigns or what, just figuring out, Hey, here's all of the great longer tail keywords that our products have converted well for. Let's break those apart, get those seed keywords broken out of there and just target those, those single keyword targets in the, the manual side. So, you know, we're going to look to break it down into multiple different ad groups based on match type, broad phrase, exact, and then, you know, really just kind of taking, so if we've got, for example, with Tony Co, we've got Xbox 360 controller, maybe we're going to target Xbox 360 and controller as three separate targets. Again, super low bids. The idea here is, is just kind of grabbing all of that super low hanging fruit, you know, not again, uh, a huge volume driver by any means, but those clicks that you do get are going to come at a very low CPC. The sales that come through from this are going to, you know, traditionally have a very low a cost to go with it. Just another supplemental to the tool that you can add to the mix. Yep. I mean, Amazon's relevancy algorithms always act kind of as a backstop too, to make sure that while we're going super broad for the keyword, it's not going to show for items that aren't 
somewhat relevant. And so that combined with our low bids, it also helps us get a really solid ACOS. So this is kind of like, you know, the final two cleanup strategies overall that you have. So, well, we'll, we just finished out all of our strategies. So it took us three episodes to get through, you know, the key actionable steps that you can do. And so now I think the key takeaway is for you to go back through these three podcasts and make sure that you have all these strategies in place coming into Q4. Like we talked about for Q4, if you've got any gaps right now, it's just going to be magnified as you proceed into the holiday season. So now is really the time to clean up everything within your campaign. So make sure you go through and you've got solid primary campaigns set up and you're constantly funneling keywords and product targets through that, that you have attribute specific campaigns set up and you're taking advantage of those specific searches for color or size or, you know, different texture or whatever it is. And then you've got brand defense, ace and defense strategies set up for any products that you're launching. You've got launch campaign set up. For any products that you really want to increase ranking, especially going into the holiday season, that you have ranking strategies set up, especially before the holidays. Conquesting is a great market expansion strategy once you've nailed all these other strategies that we have in place. And then also have catch-all and seeding campaigns put in place. So we've implemented this all for Tony Co. So Tony Co. is ready for Q4 coming up. Tony, we really appreciate you joining over the last couple episodes while Matt's been out to talk through these key strategies. It's been awesome. Definitely been a pleasure on my side as well. I greatly enjoy joining you here. Sounds good. Yep. And for everybody who is, uh, listen, if you've got any questions about any of the strategies that we've implemented, feel free to reach out to me on any of the social media platforms. You can find me at Joe Shellerud. And as always, thanks a lot for listening. It's been awesome seeing the amount of support and the amount of listens that we get to this podcast. So just want to say thank you for taking all the time to listen. And again, reach out, let us know if you've got any questions as you go. And this is um, finishing up on this episode of the Ad Project Podcast. Make sure you check us out on the next episode.